0: If you look at it at a high level, technology is the tool, it's the enabler for the things that people need to do. And I I always see it that way. I don't, I'm not a lead with technology person. The basics, data is what plays the role.
1: Welcome to SHI's Innovation Heroes, a podcast exploring the people and businesses driving change in our drastically disrupted world. I'm your host, Peter Bean. Imagine you're lying in your hotel room at seven in the morning. Then, all of a sudden, the lights slowly start to brighten around you. The coffee machine turns on and begins to bubble. You get up to brush your teeth and a touchscreen panel appears on your bathroom mirror. It greets you, gives you the weather report, and asks you what you'd like to order for room service breakfast. You with me so far? Okay. Now zoom out and imagine that every single element of this hotel, of the entire building is wired up with IoT sensors, smart networks, and edge computing. The water taps, the thermostat, the lights in the hallways, even the shampoo dispensers in the shower, all of which are feeding data back into a platform, which is letting managers or even AI, make informed decisions. And that is helping the hotel increase efficiency, cut waste, and of course, make more money. Now all of this might sound kind of futuristic to you. Or maybe if you're like me, it just sounds inevitable. Whatever you might think, it's almost exactly what the really smart and insanely talented people at Intel helped build earlier this year with the launch of what has been touted as the world's first all-digital hotel. Located in beautiful Fort Worth, Texas, the Sinclair brings together a mix of next-generation customer experiences with some really powerful and advanced efficiency and intelligence capabilities on the back end. Oh, and did I mention the project launched in just in time to watch the entire tourism and hotel industry nosedive thanks to the global pandemic that we've all been living through. Well, I'm sure no one on this project could have anticipated what 2020 would bring. The timing of its launch is actually kind of prophetic. The global pandemic has had a catastrophic effect on the hotel industry. Hotels, restaurants, airports, and every related business in between are all desperately looking for better, safer, and smarter ways to get back to business. Customers will need to feel safe and protected in their rooms, and efficiency will need to reign supreme as businesses make up for lost revenues and adapt to an entirely new world. I am incredibly excited to have a chance to discuss this topic with Stacey Shulman. Who has one of the longest and coolest job titles i have ever seen she has the distinct double pleasure of serving as intel's chief innovation officer of retail hospitality banking and education as well as the vp of intel's iot group stacy was intimately involved in the launch of the sinclair and she's probably the best person in the world to discuss how Things like IOT, edge computing, and intelligence are radically transforming a few of the industries most shattered by the pandemic, travel and tourism. Before we dig in, I used to travel 60 to 80% of the time myself. I figure you likely did a reasonable amount yourself. I'm just curious. I wanted to ask you what your number one pet peeve was in, in hotels when you were traveling.
0: Yeah, I travel about 75% of my time pre-COVID, and I would say my top pet peeve, and I've got a few. My top one mm-hmm. is that the hotels that still haven't gotten the memo, that people like to have their cell phone next to their bed charging, or if you're like me, you like to have it literally under your pillow charging. Oh, yeah. Um, and so having to rearrange hotel furniture in order to actually get my um, be able to plug in and get charged. The second is those hotels that keep that little itty-bitty bathtub in the bathroom with the dingy shower curtain that kind of sticks to you. Um, that, that would be number two. And then, and then number three is having to basically do gymnastics yeah. to be able to turn the, the water on without getting that, that burst of cold water you know, in the shower. So
1: Water temperature maintenance uh, is one of mine for sure. And the phone charging one, I simply don't understand how, how anyone hasn't fixed that. So look, I want to start by congratulating you for all the great work that Intel has done with the Sinclair. For those of you that haven't seen it, don't know a Sinclair, walk us through the experience.
0: What makes it special is the owner of the hotel is just a special individual. Baruch is probably one of my favorite people that I've met in the industry He doesn't understand. No, you can't do that. It's not in his vocabulary. And so that to me is one of the things that's special about the hotel. Every single thing has an IP address, the light bulbs, everything. And so with that, a lot of things can happen in the hotel. I mean, just simple things of having the phone charger built into the nightstands and, and things like having a touch panel on the wall to control all the lights. You know, a TV built into the, the mirror on the wall in the bathroom. All of those um, with touch screens and all of those where you can pick from kind of preset moods um, in the room itself. Everything else, when you walk in, you, you sit at the bar and there's charging pods at the bar where you just set your phone down and setting it down on the bar charges your phone. They found that by doing that on the business side, they could actually keep people at the bar longer. And then things like the safety precautions in the hotel. They know when somebody's in the room, when it's occupied. And um, for fire, if anything were to happen, they know exactly what rooms to evacuate and who's where. So, um, I mean, they don't know that you know Joe Smith is in this room, but they definitely know a room is occupied. Once they have that information, can create an experience where you know, room service can be better optimized. The cleaning services better optimized. So all of this doesn't do the Sinclair justice, but those are some of the things that make it a little more magical.
1: I'm going to be completely honest. The first places I'm going when I get back on a plane, hopefully will be soon, is to the Sinclair. Which experience do you think I should seek?
0: You're not going to know what to start with. (laughs) And so... You know, there's a lot of panels. It can be intimidating for some people. And it's the only hotel I've ever checked into where they wanted to, you know, they offered me a person to go walk me through all of the technology. Start in your room. Everything's going to be great. And then technology aside, go have an amazing meal in one of their restaurants. Um, that's the other thing that Farouk does really well is he knows that he wants to keep people in the hotel and he wants to have top-notch meals in in the hotel itself. And so you don't have to leave the hotel when you go to the Sinclair, everything's right there. And I know it sounds like I just did a Sinclair commercial, but I legitimately believe it and mean it.
1: I'll be honest. I, I try to get out of the hotel and spend as little time there as possible. And, and yeah, this place sounds like a place that I'm going to want to go and travel for a business trip. And instead of going to my office in between meetings in that city, I'm just going to go back to my hotel and hang out there. I want to talk about the present day right now, though. You know, the Sinclair would have already been visionary before the pandemic. How is the Sinclair model for the future of hotels?
0: One, understand your customer, understand your guest and what their needs are. is so important because they're, they're away from home and what's top of mind for them is safety, security, cleanliness, hygiene. Then beyond that, to like win their heart, you have to provide just absolutely amazing experiences. And and that's easier said than done because to provide amazing experiences, one person's idea of amazing is not, you know, everyone's idea of amazing. And so you really have to understand your guest. You have to understand what delights them, what annoys them. And that's one of the things I think people can learn from, from the Sinclair is if you can't understand your guest in a way that is supportive of what they want and not in a way that makes them feel like you're spying on them, then mm-hmm. you're going to be behind the rest of the industry.
1: Yeah, you, you talked about how critical it is to understanding guests and how to measure those things. Just from the research I did and the reading I did on the project, one of the biggest pull-throughs is, is the data that's created, right? Um, and then being able to use that data to curate that experience. Can you expand a little bit a bit on that?
0: this is part of where Intel came into the, the picture is that we understand how to process data and make use of data, large amounts of data from lots of devices. And the Sinclair is brainstorming what types of things would you want to do, uh, measure the things that, they're, that are happening so that you can respond to the guest appropriately. You've got your food safety category down to, you know, there was a device that was put into the bar um, called SyncTech that would actually measure the temperature of the water where they used to clean their dishes. And because it knew what the temperature should be, it could actually auto-fill the sink and create keep it at the same temperature. Um, not only does that save a ton of water, but it also makes sure that that dishes are being washed in the appropriate temperature. And so those are the types of things that we would bring to the table at the Sinclair and make sure that we brought the right partner to the table to partner with them on those
1: Wow. I worked in restaurants going through school. Uh, so you know, I understand food safety to a certain degree. I took all of those courses. And what you just said, from a first-person perspective, I could tell you would make that a lot simpler. That is a, a game that when when you're doing it, you're, you're throwing out a lot of food because you just don't know. You're just not sure. Safety prevails, and there's a lot of waste because of that. Um, I could just think about how much waste we could save, uh, which is somewhat... The, the consistent theme with this project is you've done something to do one thing. It could lead to so many other long-term benefits for society if rolled out on a much larger scale. Very exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then one of the examples of that is the POE. Yeah, He didn't start with wanting to connect everything. He started with wanting to lower his energy bill. Right. And so he made everything POE because he saw that His energy bill lowered so much that the energy company had to charge him a minimum as a a fine, basically, Wow! because he wasn't using enough electricity from the grid. Then once he got that, he went, "Okay, I have this all everything, you know, I satisfied my energy needs, saved a bunch of money on that. Oh, what else can I do with it?
1: I just want to step back for a second and wax poetic about how amazing this hotel sounds. Ethernet powered connected light bulbs, chargers on the bed. I for one know exactly where I am staying on my next trip to Texas. But this has raised a few questions for me, like what kind of technology challenges had to be solved to make this all happen? And how should other operators look at the St. Clair like a blueprint for weathering the COVID-19 storm? Not every hotel can turn into an all-digital, super-efficient, IoT-powered building overnight, right? How do you think hotels rise to their challenges over the next few months, and where should they start?
0: So I think there's two main areas, and one, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say may sound boring from a technologist's point of view. Start with your product. Start with the guest comfort and guest experience. And then second, start with just digitizing away all of those paper processes, If you digitize away that, you'll understand all of the touch points that you have with your guest and you'll fix those touch points. And then as you understand what your guests want, then start layering in those types of experiences that make you really unique.
1: You're probably one of the few people in the world at the center of this really interesting innovation moment. What are you personally most excited about? And what do you see as the biggest, most inspiring opportunities in in hospitality or any of the other areas um, that you're working with?
0: Yeah, so for the last, I'd say, year, maybe two years now, I've been talking a lot about the industry polarize a little bit around either you're getting to become convenience let me take all the friction out of the process or you're coming, becoming really experiential, a destination place that people want to go and just relax. And so what I'm seeing now is people really starting to have the conversation of who do I want to be? That to me is exciting is that we're going to have, I would say places that feel right for their purpose. So when I go on vacation, I want to be in an experience. And when I'm traveling for business and I'm in the hotel for a night and leaving, I don't really need an experience. I just need all the friction to be gone. And so what where I see the industry going that I really like is that, again, companies are knowing who they are and what their purpose is and what mode they should be in and getting more granular around that. And so I think what we're going to have is we're going to have experiences that, you know, when we want that fast, convenient, we're going to have it better. And then when we want experiential, it'll be more thoughtful. Around how those experiences are delivered.
1: You mentioned that it seems like the goal with automation and intelligence in the hotel is mostly around, you know, efficiency, as you mentioned, removing the friction, uh, and then the guest experience side. I'm guessing there's a number of ways that we can repurpose this technology to promote safety and prevent the spread of COVID 19. Have you seen any new use cases evolve?
0: The rise of robotics. In all these different industries, was a surprise. And I think that the hotel industry has been toying with robots for, you know, room service and things along those lines. And we're seeing that start get pushed up as a priority now. So that was interesting. And then we start getting out there. You know, we're seeing some of the innovations around rapid COVID testing. No one wants to think about the next pandemic. There will be one. But let's make sure that as we're building for COVID, we're also thinking about how can this be used for anything else that ever comes up.
1: That's fascinating and great to hear about the work on rapid testing. I think that's something that everybody's excited about. Could you share with me what your vision is for the role technology will play in helping these industries survive and thrive as we get back to business?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that if you look at it at a high level, technology is the tool. It's an enabler for the things that people need to do. And I, and I always see it that way. I don't, I'm not a lead with technology person. The basics, data is what plays the role. Let's use technology to understand, um, our processes the way they are today, how we can improve those, and are those improvements working? Then on the, the stuff that's fun is how can we take technology that can be used in one space and transfer it to another space? How can we take a medical robot and take that medical robot and make it usable in a retail store? Those are the types of things that I think will absolutely enrich people's lives going forward. It's a hard question to answer because I think technology touches every part of our lives. And what we're hoping to do is make sure that, that we continue that and that we do it in a way that's responsible so that we're not overreaching with technology.
1: Yeah, I agree. The, the responsibility question is something I think about a lot right now. Do you have any specific concerns around that right now, things that you're seeing in, in, in front of us today that we're working on uh, collectively as a society that technology is enhancing that you are concerned about
0: well, I, I don't know if I'm, I would say concerned, but I would say that I want to make sure that, um, everything that we do, that we have privacy and people's right to privacy front and center and that we don't lose sight of that. And that's important because sometimes as engineers, we are all well-meaning and we want to collect data. But is this data okay to collect and will it really matter?
1: So you talk about just how important it is to get privacy right with every innovation project as an all digital hotel that can tell when a guest is in the room or not. How did the Sinclair address this very real and very important factor?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I talked to a lot of guests when I was there and it wasn't a top of mind um, thing for the guests. It was more something that honestly media brought up and, and it's a fair question. When you have a close relationship with your guest, and you have that trusting relationship with your guest in a brand, they trust you and they trust giving their information. So I'll use Disney as an example. People will give their personal information to Disney and trust that it's being used to make their experience more delightful. So if you trust a brand, you're going to give them more information if they are transparent with you on how they intend to use it. And so that's one thing that I think the Sinclair really gets right is they didn't hide the the fact that it's a technology-rich hotel from anybody. They told everybody that it was a technology-rich hotel, and they told them the types of things that they would be doing and how that would benefit them. So I think because of that transparency, there wasn't that concern with the guests.
1: I want to play futurist for a second with you. And all of these innovations that we see taking place, which one do you see having the single biggest impact?
0: Yeah, I'd say the stuff that I'm really the most excited about is um, the POE stuff, because You know, if you've ever walked into the back of um, any IT organization and looked at or in an electrical room, it's messy and it takes a lot to keep it going. And then you walk into the back of the Sinclair and you see three racks stacked next to each other in a really clean, pristine environment. And you look at it and you go, oh, that's all of their power equipment. That's all of their power backup. And that's all of their IT. That's impressive. Because the amount of complexity that's been eliminated from that is great. And watching kind of what will happen in the industry as people make POE, you know, ceiling fans and laptops. Mm -hmm. And we had to make a POE computer um, for the Sinclair. Um, So all of those to be able to do, you know, low energy, safe electricity devices, appliances, Compute and everything else, that to me is is really interesting to see how that's gonna take hold.
1: In the video on your website, Farouk talked about powering homes with PoE and the long-term impact about that and home appliances. That can change the world. That part of me just makes me so excited. Stacey, can you expand upon the, the IT implications of, of some of these technologies, the back end of the house and some of the key impacts that, that are being made there?
0: Yeah, for sure. At the Sinclair as an example, they had a panel that showed them everything that was going on in the hotel and gave them alerts on what was out. So as an example, changing a light bulb became an IT task. And they understood because it's, it's power over Ethernet – when a light bulb was out in every room and can quickly dispatch somebody to go change that. Um, if something wasn't working in the room, the, the panel the the shower, the refrigerator, that's an IT alert. And the troubleshooting on that was, was actually quite simple for them. Um, I watched as they were able to get something online in minutes in the hotel. And their IT staff for for a hotel that size for all of the devices that were connected was was very small. I don't know if Farouk wants to be giving numbers, but I'll just say it was under five people that ran all of the IT for the hotel during a a very busy grand opening weekend.
1: Wow, that's incredible. Can you share some other exciting opportunities similar to that that have come from this project?
0: Yeah. So in addition to the electrical bill being lower, you had things like um, the water bill being lower as well because of the technology that was put at the bar that eliminated the need to continue filling the sinks and and refilling those every day, multiple times a day. You had the ability to, um, the, the top side benefits as well of because people were charging their phone at the bar, they were spending 30% more by staying there longer. That was another benefit. You look at the environment in the hotel being better, that kept people in the hotel longer. So those are some of the the benefits that we saw as well.
1: What advice would you give a technology leader at a hotel or in the hospitality industry in general?
0: I will start because I always start with this is make sure you have the right culture in your team, and they understand that if you're going to push them really hard and fast to get things done, you're accepting of them making some mistakes here and there. And innovation for the sake of improving your customer journey and having a very analog conversation with your guest about that, of what would create a great experience for you, understanding that and implementing that in ways that they didn't expect to delight them. So maybe that is um, something as simple as having a series of cables sitting in the drawer to charge their phone. It could be that simple. And it could be as elaborate as, you know, having walls that change to different scenes based on whether they want a beach scene or a mountain scene or whatever. There's a range there that you can choose for your guest. I would explore the range and I would do stuff at the top of the range and the bottom of the range to see what what impact it has on the guest experience. And when guests have an experience like that, they spend more money. If I have to choose between staying at the Sinclair, that maybe I'm going to make up numbers, $50 more a night than the hotel next door. But at the Sinclair, I have a touchscreen panel to turn the shower on. I'll probably spend that money. Mm-hmm. Me too. Just as a frequent traveler, we all know that we will for that extra bit of comfort.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Stacy. thank you so much for doing this today. I loved this conversation. I love what you do. I love what you're working on. And I love your vision for how you think these things can change the future. As I said earlier, I would love to work on the projects that you do. And I just want to wish you the best of luck and success in all of these wonderful things that you're working on at Intel to change the world. And again, thank you for being on the show.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. I um, love to highlight some of our our hero partners like Farouk. And so any chance that I can, I can get to do that, I'm happy to do it. And um, thank you for being such a, a gracious host. I appreciate it.
1: That was such a great interview. I could have spent hours talking to Stacy about some of those topics. Some of the things that really stood out to me though, were number one, it doesn't start with technology. It all comes down to understanding your customer. To make a great hotel experience, you have to think about who your guest is and what their needs are, and then deliver it to them in ways that they may not expect. Also, travel today is either convenience-oriented or experiential, and hotels are starting to understand that they can't be both. By placing focus on one or the other, hotels are able to offer better experiences for each individual traveler. Next, this pandemic forced the hospitality industry to overlap with the healthcare industry in ways it otherwise would not have. Kiosks to measure temperature, UV cleaning methods, robotics for room service. All of these new technologies are being adapted to ensure the health and safety of guests. However, although it is being built out to combat the spread of COVID-19, we need to consider how we can continue to use all of this tech for future problems across all industries. Technology is exciting and advancing exponentially, but with great advancement comes great responsibility. It's important to utilize technology responsibly, and a key part of this is ethical practice in data collection. Create an open dialogue with your customers. Crisis sparks innovation. When Intel immersed themselves in the community, they saw a common thread of businesses struggling to keep the lights on. But this has also caused them to explore new methods of doing business in order to stay afloat. We're seeing innovation happening over weeks that may have otherwise taken years. Thank you so much for listening to Innovation Heroes. We'll be back in two weeks to hear another incredible conversation. If you like this episode and the show, please support us by leaving a five-star rating and a comment. Without you, our show wouldn't exist. And if you'd like to see photos of Farouk and the Sinclair, you can find a link in the show notes.